going on? Welcome to Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Thursday? Today is the 12th, January 12th, 2023. What is happening? On today's show, we're going to talk about forcing bets. May the, may the forced bets be with you uh, or not with you. That's the way to go. It's the opposite of Star Wars. May the forced bets not be with you. We'll talk about why people force bets, why it generally happens, and I have some guidelines. If you're going to force, what you should do, why you should maybe not, we'll talk about all that on today's show. Remember, if you want to bet VIG free, check out betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. They've gotten rid of the VIG, gotten rid of the minus 110, which means you can make a lot more money betting the same games you'd bet anywhere else. Online, betteredge.com. That's a B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better. Put in promo code SBD when you're signing up. That's going to get you a free 20 bucks. You don't even have to deposit anything. I'll just put $23 in there for signing up. Betteredge.com, promo code SBD. All right, so let's get to it. Forcing bets, forcing plays. Uh, I think that in general, there's two main reasons why people force bets. People force bets in general because they want action on a game. They're just watching a game with their buddies, want some action, or they're chasing losses. So let's talk about why, kind of like some bullet points for each of these. If you just want action, you're usually at your buddy's house watching a game, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings watching your team play. That's usually how it goes, right? You're going somewhere to watch a game and you want a little little cheddar on it, you know, sprinkle a little cheddar on top of it. It's okay. Uh, That's what a lot of people who just want action, that's generally what's going on. Bet a game's on. They want a little bit. They impulsively make a bet. Usually not a ton of homework or research, but that's what happens when you just want some action. All right, that, That's a forced bet. When you want some action, you just place one. That's a forced bet. Another reason, and probably the majority of people forcing bets, are chasing losses. And when you're chasing losses, it usually, obviously, comes after a big loss. It's usually the very next game or opportunity on the slate or one of the very next games or opportunities. It's usually the same bet size, if not a bigger bet size, because you're trying to catch up. And it possibly could be making parlays to recoup your losses without, quote unquote, risking much. So let's talk about each of these. Let's kind of go through the examples I gave and talk about each one. Let's start off with chasing losses because I believe that's what most people do when they force bets. When you chase a loss, as I said, usually comes after a big loss. Now, big means one of two things. It could either mean you lost a lot of money or it's a game that you thought was a sure winner, whether it was a bad beat or just a really good team playing horrible that's usually when you're chasing comes after a big loss in one of those two ways. And I get this. I totally understand this. This is called going on tilt. It happens to the best of us. The key here is learning restraint like anything else in life. I mean, it's tough, but you have to make a habit of not chasing and accepting shitty losses are going to happen. Do something else except for forcing that bet because forcing bets after a loss like that, I get it. You're on tilt. You thought you had a winner. You just lost your money. You want to make it back. This is one of the worst things you can do. Okay. Again, I like to take my dog on a walk. I like to do other stuff to just distract myself because if I sit there wallowing on it, I've been right there with you. I've done this too. I'm not immune to this stuff, you know, but I've done it less and less the more my career has gone on. And that's not a coincidence. 
uh, it usually happens chasing losses after a, a big loss, but it also happens with with games right after that. So you're usually betting something next. You're not waiting. If you lose an early NFL game, chances are you're not looking at Monday's NHL slate to to make your money back. Chances are you're looking at the Monday or at the afternoon games. Oh, that's shit. Well, who plays next? Who plays in 30 minutes in the afternoon game? Right? So when you're chasing a bet, it's usually the very next game and the very next opportunity. Now, how often will the next game or next opportunity to bet be the best game to bet? Because that's our job as sports bettors, to pick out the couple prices that may be mispriced in any given slate of games. If we're just forced to pick like a handful of three games, <laughs> we are strongly limiting ourselves. You know, and this happens all the time. People do this all the time with Pac-12 after dark on Saturdays. This happens for Sunday night football. This happens for Monday night football. A big reason why these online sports books get such a huge handle for those games. Yes, they're primetime games and people are betting for what we said earlier. They want action. But a lot of people out there are chasing losses from earlier in the day. And again, how often will the next game be the best game to bet? Very, very rarely. So if you're doing that constantly, you're just setting yourself up with the worst games to bet with your back against the wall needing a win. It also usually is the same, if not bigger, bet size because you're trying to catch up because bet size, bet size is so important. Bet size means everything. I'll do a show about this coming up soon, but bet size may be just as important as handicapping. You know, I think about it this way. Would you rather be nine and one where each bet was for $10 or would you rather be one and nine where your one win was for a thousand bucks and the nine losses were for $10? Obviously, everyone would rather be one in nine where you've won $1,000 on the one bet. How does one in nine look on Twitter? Not very good. But how does it look in our bank account a lot better in that situation? Why? Because of bet size. So usually when people are catching up, by definition, they're either making the same bet or a bigger bet. And if you lose, you're digging a hole. And the last thing you may say, no, 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 Tyler, I'm not going to make a bet size same or bigger. I'm going to make a parlay. Because if I just lost, let's say, $100, uh, $100, I'll make a $10 parlay, put a couple teams in there. If I lose that, who cares? I'm only losing 10 bucks. And I think that this is, well, first, let's talk about the idea of not risking much with a $10 parlay to win 100 or even 1000 If you have a $10 parlay to win, let's say $500, let's go in between the two, right? $10 to win 500 What most people don't understand is that parlays, the math of a parlay, you don't get paid more for making parlays. And trust me, we're going to do a whole show on this coming up, but you don't make more. You, they don't pay you out more for making parlays. What a parlay is, mathematically, it's just one bet. If you win, they roll the winnings into the next bet for you. You don't make any more money. There's no incentive to making a parlay. They just roll the winnings. So by thinking that you're not risking much, if you go 3-0, and and you're waiting for your fourth team in a four-game parlay, that 3-0 matters. That means something. If you have a $10 parlay to win 500, and it's a four-team parlay, and you're 3-0, chances are you're risking 250 300 bucks on that last leg. Now, you're telling me, if you're a $10 better, maybe you just lost that 100, and you've won 250 or 300 you wouldn't take that money and run and not make that last bet? Of course you would. 
And if you're saying, well, Tyler, you just cash out. All of the sportsbooks, my sportsbook has a cash out feature. If we get to the third leg, we'll cash out. Well, let's say this. Let's say you would have won $300. What the cash outs do is they greatly reduce that money. So if your normal cash out limit or cash out amount were 300, they may offer you 215, which is just a horrible proposition. And you may say, well, who cares, Tyler? I'll take $215. I'm overall profitable. Making decisions like that, that's what's going to lose you money. What that's doing is you're walking into a candy store paying $5 for candy because, well, it's there. It's convenient. Who cares? Making decisions like that, not being price sensitive, taking 215 when 300 was the real price, cashing out early, that's going to get you in a lot of trouble if you want to be making better decisions sports betting. That's a big if. If you're a billionaire, you don't care. This isn't, this isn't the podcast for you, right? But if you want to be making smarter decisions, that's not what you want to be doing. So back to the idea of risk, you're not avoiding risk by making a parlay. You're actually putting a lot of risk out there. You're just increasing volume without you putting up the capital initially. But hey, if you're, if you're 3-0 and in a 14 parlay, that means something. It's got to mean something for you. So if you're making a parlay to recoup those losses, again, not a very good idea. So the moral of the story is don't chase losses. Accept that shitty losses are going to happen, bad losses are going to happen, and accept that moving on is part of it. There's plenty of games coming up. You don't have to force it the next time. And I look, like I said, I get it. Trust me. I especially get it after a few beers. This one is tough after you've been drinking. <laughs> I'll admit that. Uh, now let's go to just wanting action, okay? Because there's a lot of people out there who just do this. They want some action. They're going to a buddy's house. They're watching their, their favorite team play, Buffalo Wild Wings. And this usually happens when they impulsively make a bet, usually, again, not doing much homework or research. And here's what I have to say about this. I say there's nothing really wrong with this as long as you have your units figured out and you, with your serious bets, bet your units flatline, okay? You stick to flat betting. Let's not use the word flatline with our <laughs> sports betting, actually. You stick to flat betting. What flat betting is, you bet the same bet every game. So let's say your unit's 100 bucks. That's every bet you make, you're betting something to win 100. So if it's minus 110, you bet 110 to win 100. If it's plus 200, you bet 50 to win 100. That's flat betting. So I think that what you should do is have a unit size that you always make your serious bets with and flat bet that. Let's use for this example, hundred bucks. Let's say for every serious game you handicap, or maybe you get on our podcast or whatever, every game you take seriously, you put a hundred dollars down and you know, one ten to win a hundred. Well, if you have that number solidified, when you make your impulse bets, just before your team plays the Buffalo Wild Wings, know that you're only going to bet maybe 10 or 20% of your normal units. So even if you uh, a couple beers down, you'll know that your rule to yourself is, hey, when I make these impulse bets, I only bet 20% of my normal units. So if you, you usually bet 100 bucks, bet 20. You know, and if you win, awesome. If you lose, who cares? Because you're only betting, you know, a fifth of your normal units. And that's at least more sustainable for the average person out there making those bets. That's going to save you a lot of money. So my, my, my advice there is if you are going to impulsively make bets at the bar or at your buddy's house, just make it a fraction of what your normal bet usually is. Before we get out of here, want to say something. You have to keep this in mind. 
even if you make these shitty bets that I largely disagree with, you're still going to win half the time. Okay, you're going to win 50%. Why? There's only two teams, two teams to choose from. It's not that difficult. It's not rocket science over here picking one or two teams, A or B, right? They do. They have dolphin. They have like manatees and dogs pick the Super Bowl winner every year. Why? Because it's easy. Pick that te- that tennis ball or that tennis ball. Okay, so anyone can pick one of two teams, and anyone out there can go fifty percent. And and historically speaking, the vast majority of the public is going to be right around fifty percent lifetime. The only issue with that is. You have to be 53% to be profitable. Again, assuming you're betting minus 110 sports. So most people going to be 50% in a situation where you need to be 53%. And let me tell you something right now. You are 100% absolutely not going to do that, making a habit of betting into a hyper-efficient market just before game time, Because as we've talked about before, and as we'll talk about on another podcast in another day, the closer you get to game time, the more efficient the market gets. And by definition, the more efficient the market is, the harder it is to beat. So the closer you get to kickoff, the more efficient the market gets. If you're making these these impulse bets, you're by definition betting into a very efficient market. So you're not going to win betting into an efficient market just for game time. On a small selection of games, sometimes a selection of one game, Monday night football, you know, Pac-12 after dark, one game left, having not much homework or handicapping done. You know, good luck going 51% lifetime with those situations at, you know, going against you. So the moral here is this whole podcast, whether you're going to force a bet because it's wanting action on a game, just having lost a bet, I never think it's a great idea. Now, now, I don't have as much of a problem. Look, it's your money. Who cares what I have a problem with, right? But giving advice, I think it's much more acceptable to just, if you want some action on the game, you want a little cheddar, who cares? I call that pizza money. You can buy a pizza, you can go bowling, you can watch a movie, or you can put 20 bucks on your favorite team, okay? So that's okay. Just understand that your normal bet should be substantially larger than those. Forcing bets, may the force not be with you. I think we're going to name that today's podcast. All right, appreciate everyone listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.